We'll do it live. Yeah, that's right. We'll do it live. If it is Bill O'Reilly says. So something I want to get out of the way uh, for this weekend. Right now, I just got to say a little bit of a, a mask public service announcement here for people wearing masks in, in states that are mandating it, like Illinois. Look, I don't want anybody to get the impression that we condemn wearing masks. We don't. I don't. I don't. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. I think it's great. Especially knock yourself out. Knock yourself out, especially if you're immunocompromised. You're over a certain age to where this coronavirus or any other bad flu could could affect you differently than than other people. Um, if you want to go out just for your own safety and put a mask on, do it. And for the people that don't want to wear a mask, don't give these people dirty looks that wear one. Okay, it's, it's every right for them to wear a mask, especially when it's being mandated by the C- CDC. Or not mandated. Uh, it's being mandated by the state. Um, it's a CDC guideline. Look, there's no reason to go after people that are just exercising some precaution. I don't think it would do me any good. We have our own views on it. But let it go. Okay. If you're the person who doesn't want to wear their mask, let it go that other people are wearing it, which brings us into something else that I got to get off my chest. And I think Dees has got some stuff he wants to talk about with this too, with these masks. If you go to a store and they mandate that you wear a mask and you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask, but don't go to the store. These people that are telling you and standing at the entrance to these stores that you have to wear a mask, this is being mandated by their corporate offices and likely mandated because some law specialists or somebody in the insurance department said, look, we got to head this off of the past. We can't have this location or this branch be in the next spot of the outbreak. So while we don't agree with it, they're doing what they have to do. So to go up there and argue with somebody at the Home Depot or argue with somebody at the Walmart about how stupid a mask is, they don't care. They're just doing their job. Okay. And to be honest with you, private companies, they can refuse service to anybody they want to. For they, any reason. For any reason. They can they can make you do the truffle shuffle, okay, if they want to to make make you to allow you to come into their store. It's their right to do it. Right. And and having worked in retail considerably, I can promise you that the last thing anybody working in that store wants to do is stand out front and try and dictate what people can and can't wear into the store. They don't want to be out there. They don't want to get into arguments with people. I mean, all they're doing is their job. They get paid to do that. Their manager told them, look, you got to go out front. You have to stand there and make sure that everybody that walks in is wearing a mask. And and to touch back on what uh, Donzo was saying about whether you want to wear the mask or not, I guess the only thing I would add to that is if you're going to be one of those people that's on the soapbox about wearing the mask, wear it right wear it right because that's that's my biggest complaint is all these people that are wearing it a they're not wearing it right including employees of some of these stores and and now that's yes you're right on that that's that's a very good point yeah if you if you work at these stores and you want people to get on board with your mask thing then you you have to be wearing it right you have to lead by example yeah the store has got to do this i was in walmart yesterday and i can't even tell you how many i counted that either didn't have it on their face at all or just had it covering their mouth and their nose was exposed. I mean, great, wear the mask. If, if it makes you feel safe, wear the mask, but wear it right, which means you can't wear the same mask every single day. Well, yeah, look, there's, there's arguments about that. This is, once again, this is one of those things to where, are you wearing it to keep your germs from getting out or are you wearing it to protect yourself? There's so, there's so many different levels in all of this. 
So anyway, look, if you wear the mask, wear the mask. That's fine. We, we, I actually encourage it. If, if it makes you feel better, if you feel safer, go ahead and wear it. And for the people that don't want to wear it, stop being assholes about this. Just be, look, be mad at what we're yeah, all we're, collectively we're, mad We're all at. pissed off about this. Yeah. You know, I'm more pissed off that we still got businesses that are sh- still shuttered. They're going to fail. They're likely going to go bankrupt. And you know what? There's not going to be enough money in the federal government's kitty to cover all these mom and pops and people that are no. you know, going to lose their house, going to lose their vehicles, going to lose their business, going to lose their livelihoods. So we got to be a collective with this when it comes to being pissed off about something. Let's be pissed off at that. And also, let's be, let's be pissed off at, at why this is going on in the first place. Yeah. I mean, Which we don't exact. Well, we we know, but we don't exactly know how deep it goes. But we touched on it last week with the conspiracy theories, and it's just looking more and more like it's more conspiracy fact than it is theory. Did you have anything on Pritzker? I have a lot on Pritzker. Do you, do you have it pulled up? We're kind of shaking this up a little bit today. Yeah, I mean, I can go. It, it all depends on which one you want to talk about first. Let's, uh, for starters, let's just talk about the amount of money that. Pritzker and more uh, specifically the Pritzker group, which is his big investment firm that him and his brother uh, started. They're going to make a boatload of money off of the coronavirus. They or their investment partners own at least a part of several businesses that are going to benefit from all this craziness. They own a company that makes and sells the tests. I'll be damned. They own a second huge company that does the testing. They own a third company that does the billing for the doctors for the testing. So so real quick, do you think this has maybe got anything to do with why J.B. Pritzker wants to move a COVID-19 testing facility from Bloomington to Peoria because it's not getting enough hits? Oh, I think there's no question there. Welcome to Illinois. Right. Uh, they also have a, a company that provides digital messaging about COVID-19 to patients at doctor's offices and pharmacies. And then his uh, Pritzker Group investment partner leads a non-for-profit that uh, oversees 50 private equity firms, which represent, excuse me, 400 healthcare portfolio companies like hospital groups. Well, something else he's tied into is, the, is Bill Gates. Yeah. Now, and- Pritzker and Bill Gates go way back, and I think even some of Pritzker's families worked for Bill Gates. But Bill Gates is uh, pushing the and I and I said it was contact tracking. It's contact tracing technically. Uh, Bill Gates is pushing this contact tracing thing to where you can download apps on your phones and it'll track your movements. Now, some businesses are some businesses are doing this, um, which is a huge invasion of privacy. It is, but it depends on if they just do it while you're at the business. Well, so, it's going to start that way. Oh, no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree. If they're doing it while their workers are there to make sure they're staying six feet apart. Okay. Hey, look, they got a job. They can mandate you do whatever you want. You can quit whenever you want. Uh, this is an at-will state. But the problem is, and like D said, that's where it starts. And then it's going to start branching out to where, well, if you want to come to work, we, we got to see what you were doing in your downtime and who you were with, which is another real hairy subject. But when the government gets involved and mandates it, which could very well happen, um, especially in a state like ours, that's where you're going to see the uh, the good old boys rise up, I think. Yeah, and and 
just so we're clear, this isn't exactly super new or anything because bottom line is if the government wants to, they can track you. Absolutely. If you own a cell phone, you can and probably have been at one point in your life been tracked for, for whatever reason. You know, whether it's the NSA or the FBI, CIA, whatever. If there is a battery in your phone, even if it's not on, right, they can literally pinpoint your location to within, I think it's what, 50 to 100 square feet? Yeah. Something like that. They, I mean, they absolutely can. And they all, can turn your microphone on, all listen it, to you. All, I mean, it, all it takes to do it to one person individually is just, uh, uh, a bullshit order to do it. Yeah. That's all they need. Yeah. I mean, so look the, at my- the technology is already there. This app or whatever with the contact tracing is just an excuse to make it. You, you, you know, know, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Law it, always, or whatever. it always baffles me when somebody asks, asked, acts surprised that, Oh God, they can listen in. Oh God, they can see your text messages. Let me tell you, I grew up when I was a kid before cell phones even came out. I was told by, by my family and the older people in the family, don't ever say anything on the phone. Don't say shit on the phone because there's always somebody listening. So, you know, I carry one of these around knowing, okay, that anything I say into this or anything I type into this or anything I look up, um, you know, can be seen by the government if they really want to do it. So just bear that in mind. They've already got the means to do it. They just got to find a way to, you know, if this is like the, they push the new norm. This is the new normal. This is a way to get everybody indoctrinated into accepting this by saying stuff like, well, this is for everybody's health and this is the new normal. And this is what we got to do. They're going to push that and push that and push that. You see a lot of the media pushing that as well. This is the new normal. No, no, it shouldn't be the new normal. This is just another gateway to get their hands on your rights and crush them. Yeah. And, and to go back on the, the Pritzker thing, they just earlier this month, uh, they own a group called path group and they just bought a Texas lab, which is a testing provider. And it it grew their workforce to more than 1800 people. Now Pritzker acquired this group called path group in the summer of 2016. And they have about 80 pathologists and 1200 people in all. And with the acquisition, Path Group now has 33 clinics in 10 states across the Midwest and the Southeast. Wow. So, yeah, they're making a lot of money off this virus. And while we're talking about JB the Hut here, um, he's been in the news a lot locally. Pritzker the Hut. Yeah, he, uh, I got a little chop there. Um, Obviously, he said he was going to consider withholding federal funds from local governments that don't follow his reopening plan, which we touched on last week, and it's a complete BS plan. Uh, Basically, what that means is, let's just say, like I know, for example, um, the Central Illinois uh, group that I think consists of McLean and Peoria County, Tazewell, Woodford, the, the local leaders kind of all got together and decided that they were going to enact their own plan and with that plan, they are due to start opening up some things uh, with limited capacity this week. What's JV going to say about that? Well, though? he's saying now that let's say that these counties do open up and I don't think it'll happen just because our numbers down here are so, so low anyway. But let's say there is a spike and we require major medical facilities and, and manpower and everything. And JB is basically threatening to withhold uh, federal funds from FEMA and whatnot. And I don't think he can do that. 
I, I wouldn't think so either. What it's going to take is everybody just banding together. And of course that all goes on, d- depends on what happens with what else I have about him and that they are going to try and basically take this executive order and turn it into a rule slash law, something that is enforceable. Cause that's been the big argument so far is that they're, he can make all these executive orders, but the fact remains that they're not enforceable. They, they violate the U S and state constitution. But if they pass this rule, they can actually start enforcing it. And instead of taking away licenses, which a lot of businesses have been threatened with, and some have actually lost their licenses, which I'm going to go on a rant about that in a second. But now they're saying that instead of necessarily taking your license, they're going to make it a class A misdemeanor, which is punishable by a fine of between seventy-five and twenty-five hundred dollars. Here's the kicker: uh, if they should pass this, and all signs point to that they probably will, just because in the state of Illinois, both our House and Senate is controlled by the Democrats, so they're going to stand in line. If they do pass this it says right in the rule that it will be in place for the next 150 days. Now for you, 150 yeah, days for you math whizzes out there. That's basically five months. What the hell happened to, you know, we're going to open up by June, you know, five months that if they want to, you know, this is, this is how they work that in though. They're not going to come right out and say, our intentions is to screw everybody in Illinois. You know, I, I saw that, that there was a meme, porn, it was Pornhub, and it had a picture of J.B. Pritzker, and the title was, Man's Entire State. Okay, they're not going to come right out and say we're going to do all this. They're going to inch it in and inch it in and inch it in because they're going to count on the fact that we're going to become desensitized to what they're doing and just start accepting this in small batches. And that's how governments eventually Look, if you look at the uh, communists and the socialist countries, that's how they started with this. You know, this is actually how Nazi Germany came to be. Little by little, they started taking away rights and building it up. Now, I'm not saying we're going to become Nazi Germany because we're not German. We're Illinois, maybe Nazi Illinois, but that's how it starts. It's yeah, we're other than New York. I can't think or know of a state that has been more strict on this than, than we have. And it's just absolutely ridiculous when you consider that I believe the as of the last official numbers, if you take away Chicago land and that includes Chicago and Cook County and then the counties that surround it, they have, I want to say, 85 to 90 percent, maybe even more of the cases in Illinois. So if you look at Illinois, where uh, the last time I checked, I think we were number three in the country for. Uh, positive COVID-19 tests. But if you take away basically just that upper Northeast corner, I think on average, the rest of the counties in Illinois are under a hundred per county. Well, and here's another massive snafu. Okay. There was something called the Imperial College model, which the United Kingdom uh, based their lockdown strategy on. Okay, and then the U.S. also used it, too. Now, if you remember, this this model predicted 2.2 million deaths. Okay, so this is this is the model responsible for Bunny Sanders coming out and saying that, you know, we're going to have the same loss of lives as we saw during World War Two. 
All right, it's this model right here. And now experts are calling it totally unreliable. Okay, it's almost like the climate change models. You know, the models show you something and they can say, hey, the polar ice caps are going to be gone in 10 years. Or, or hey, it's, you know, the oceans are going to dry up. And it's all BS. Models are so untrustworthy, yet they put so much trust into them. And they actually found they were getting different results from different machines using this model. And they were getting different results from the same machine that used this model. So bear in mind, this is all goes back to what we're doing now was based on junk science and theories. And maybe this will work. Maybe this won't work. Worst case scenario, this best case scenario, that. And they were just shooting from the hip the whole time, shooting from the hip. Once again, this is all China's fault. I just want to make that clear. They are <laughs> no, they are at the top of the shit pile for this deal. Whether it ends up killing a lot of people or not, look what it's done. It's devastated our economy. You know, part of me, and this is a conspiracy theory because it's just a theory at this point. Part of me thinks that when we saw all this stuff coming out of China about uh, burning people in incinerators and welding the doors to apartment buildings shut, uh, a lot of people saw this stuff. I saw it for myself. You know, maybe China was pushing these reports just to scare the hell out of the rest of the world and cause this to happen. Makes sense now, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. So don't write that off. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to throw the Imperial College model out there that is responsible for all this. Well, and you can't trust those models either when we already know that the reporting has been sketchy at best. Well, sketchy at best. That, look, we, we've, we've beat this into the ground, okay? Somebody died of alcohol poisoning. His alcohol level was 0. 0.3, 0. 0.4. Died of alcohol poisoning. I but could he, knock that out by noon. Yeah, but that's nothing for us. You can't, hey, guys, you can't drink all day if you don't start early in the morning, right, right Dees? Um, so, yeah, his blood alcohol was some insane amount. He died of alcohol poisoning, but he also tested positive for coronavirus, so what did they do? They listed it as a COVID-19 death. Yeah, I love the memes that have been going around, like those a picture of a man shot 37 times, dies of COVID-19. No, but that's the truth, though. <laughs> no, it's and absolutely they've even admitted, the truth. That's not a conspiracy theory because the doctors are admitting it. Burks admitted it. All these people, yeah, we're, we're counting it as COVID-19 deaths just to be sure. Well, but you know why? I think there's two reasons why. One, because they want to inflate their numbers. And two, the hospitals get more money. $39,000 for a ventilator death. I see. I read somewhere where they're talking a hundred and like a total of a hundred thousand per case. Let's put it this way. Either way, it's a shit right. money. It's a lot of dough for that. So, and look, another thing is you, you're going to see people report on the States that are opening back up. Oh, they're seeing a spike in positive COVID-19 cases. Okay. Well, D's got some stuff on that, but Maybe I'll cover it with what I'm about to say. But first of all, it takes 14 days to incubate up to. Some people are asymptomatic. They're testing a lot of people now. So don't believe that hoo-ha about, well, now we're seeing a spike in these areas that have opened up. Look, you you got to expect to see a spike with something that spreads this fast. Yeah, just in the last like three days, I've seen two reports, one in Texas, one in Wisconsin, both of whom are now wide open. And they're saying that they've had massive spikes of the virus and it's, it's fear mongering because like you said, scientifically, that's not possible that everybody went to the bar and they got sick. And within three days, the reports are out that doesn't happen that way. Well, look, and you, you, you have to expect to see more and more people getting tested positive. 
You just have to expect it's going to happen whether you're shut down or not. Now, it may happen a little bit quicker where you're opened up. It may not. But here's the thing. Seeing a bunch of positive test results and people not dying and the hospitals not being flooded is a great thing. It's great to see all these people that got it and they're fine. That shows you the mortality rate is nowhere near where like the imperial model said it was going to be. Yeah. You know, now it's coming down to be more in line with a bad flu season. Yeah, I think I'll take my chances of having a 99% survival rate as opposed to... And the survival rates get skewed by both sides. But it's, look, look at it for yourself. Uh, 30,000 ventilators is what Cuomo said he needed for New York City. And I always go back to New York City because it was the epicenter. I mean, that was the big uh, guinea pig in all of this. 30,000 ventilators, even at that point, I think we talked about it. I'm like, he's out of his mind, 30,000 ventilators. That's dooming. I mean, that's fire and brimstone shit right there. Well, guess what? Didn't need it. Uh, didn't need the intrepid. Didn't need all the hospital beds. It didn't shape up to be anything what they were hyping it up to be. Um, you got anything else on that? Well, I just want to, when we're talking about case spikes, we've actually seen a case spike right here in our county, uh, which is McLean, if you're not from this area. Um, it, there's a, I believe it's a nursing home and I applaud our, the local paper, the Panagraph, because they actually reported it the way that they should have instead of just saying, oh, well, we've got 36 new cases in the last week. Uh, there was a breakout at a nursing home and we have since in this last few days lost uh, two more. We have a total now of five deaths in this county. And Both- like how many recoveries though? Oh, well over a hundred. We, I or think not well over a hundred, but a hundred. I've actually got the numbers right here. Uh, confirmed cases in our county is now one sixty one. Well, if you remember uh, when we reported on this, I think it was last week. We were like one twenty something, but thirty six of these cases all came from one nursing home that has seventy eight beds, and they're saying that there are some staff members and then a lot of the residents. Uh, so we currently have fifty people hospitalized or five people hospitalized 45 in home isolation 106 of those 161 have fully recovered and of course the five deaths um we've had the two extra de- two deaths in the last week but again 36 of those new cases came from this breakout at the nursing home it's not because people are out and about exactly and people that are you know beating on their desks saying we got to stay closed got to stay closed Go outside. Just drive around, for example, Bloomington Normal. It's not a ghost town. People are out there. So if this virus was, you know, so bad that the news will have you, you know, believe, we'd have a lot more sick people around here. Look, you know. Bloomington's no, I mean, it's not a small town. There's, you combine Bloomington Normal, we're well well over 100,000 people, and we've still only got 50 people that are, are sick right now. Yeah, I mean that's that's amazingly that's amazingly good. Yeah, but nobody else, nobody really covered the flu stats, the actual influenza stats this season either for a comparison. Well, I think they studied them, but nobody's releasing them. You can't find them because all this COVID nineteen stuff. But you know what? I get together after work with guys. You know, have a couple beers. We do band practice in here. It's just become one of these things where everybody's getting back to normal. Now, no, the restaurants and the bars aren't open, but this is another reason to open them back up because everybody's past this. Everybody's still mingling. They're getting together now. They're going to hell with it. This is proven not to be what they said it was going to be. Yeah, they, they should rename COVID-19 to the common core virus because this shit ain't adding up. Oh, didn't they have a, oh, what about this coronavirus panel? 
Oh God. So Greta, Greta Thunberg, yeah, CNN Thunberg. had their little town hall or whatever about the coronavirus. And on the panel, they had Greta Thunberg. If you don't know who Greta Thunberg is, how for, dare you? Yeah. First of all, you're very lucky because uh, I should be in school, but now I'm talking right, about I, the Rona. I hate to how sit here you? and trash this teenage girl. Cause yeah, she, no, cared. no, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't, mm-mm. No, they put her in the political spotlight. True. They weaponized her. She didn't do this herself. No. I they mean, took her and propped her up. So you know what? They made her fair game. You know, Baron Trump is fair game. Kids of other people's uh, political, they're fair game. So she's fair game too. Sorry. I'll agree with that. My, my point is, what in the blue hell is she doing on a panel about infectious disease? Like, are you serious, CNN? Oh, because she pulls at the heartstrings. So, so that just goes to show you, that's where CNN blows their credibility right out of the water like they haven't done it enough already. I mean, look, you can fault Fox News for what you want to fault them for, but Fox News wouldn't put Greta Thunberg, who doesn't have experience. Do, she's, what, 17? Is she that old now? I thought she was like 15. Well, I know. No, she was 16 because Arnold Schwarzenegger let her drive his electric Hummer to Canada or something last oh, year. Okay. So she's yeah, close to 17. Either anyway, way. Still don't know dick about dick. No That's like me taking business my, being on there. My kid who's laying on the couch right now. That's all he does all day and, and, and putting him on the panel. Fucking insane. Yeah. Insanity. And before we completely get off this coronavirus stuff, a couple of things I just wanted to bring up. You see all these commercials with the most of them are pizza. I've seen at least three different pizza franchises talk about this. And they come out and they proudly say that after our pizza comes out of our 450 degree oven, no hand will touch it but yours. So I got to ask, what the hell were you doing to my pizza before the virus? <laughs> yeah. yeah, how are you handling that pizza before yeah. we got it? You know, I expect, I saw a restaurant making cold sandwiches one time. Cold sandwiches, okay? Now I'm a germaphobe. But I understand if you're going to cook something, you know, handling my steak, I don't care if you got your dick beaters or, you know, bare or dirty or not, you're going to cook it. But making cold sandwiches with bare hands, it was just like, yeah, nah, nah, dude. I have a problem with that. But here's another thing that I got to close out. If you're in an industry where you're required to wear gloves, you got to change them. All right. People don't understand gloves. If you're working as a cashier, you may be protecting yourself, but when you take money all day, or you handle stuff all day and you don't change your gloves, you're just spreading disease. You're just spreading the germs at that point. Yeah, but in the case of this uh, uh, pandemic, I get that aspect of it, though, because if I had to be in one of those positions where I'm constantly in physical contact with people, I'd wear gloves, too, and I probably wouldn't change them because if I'm one of those employees, look, I'm protecting myself. You should be smart enough to know that you either need to wash your hands after you touch me or wear gloves yourself. I agree. I've seen a lot of people bitching like at fast food places that, you know, the people at the window, these 16, 17 year old kids, it doesn't do me any good if you don't change your gloves. It's not their job to protect you. That's your own goddamn job. Give you an example. And this is what led into this. I just want to let you know, you're still spreading the germs. Okay. I get at the window, but I've seen people, I was at a sub shop one time and this gal took a nasty old box that was like water soaked. I had like mildewy and had her gloves on, opened it up and went over and made somebody a sandwich. Ugh. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, if you're going to go bad. from one to the other, you got to change your gloves. Okay. Um, Hey, something else that's in the news. So Joe Biden, good old Joe Max Headroom Biden. Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. Quid pro quo Joe. 
He's blaming Trump for Cuba trying to join the UN Human Rights Council. Now, why does he blame Trump? It's because of his international failures. That's all he said, international failures. He didn't elaborate, just his international failures. Of course, he can't elaborate on anything. Look, the Trump administration withdrew from this council in 2018. Uh, just like they withdrew from the Paris Climate Accords. It was all the U.S. giving a bunch of money to organizations that don't do jack shit for the rest of us. All right? Now, Cuba, this is what's funny. Cuba was elected to three terms to the U.N. Human Rights Council previously. Do you know that? They were elected in 2009, 2013, and 2016. And, hey, who was running, who was, who was president then? Obama. Barack Hussein Obama. So, and the Obama administration made no attempts to prevent Cuba, to prevent Russia, to prevent Venezuela, or Saudi Arabia. You know what they do to homosexuals in Saudi Arabia, don't you? They throw them off buildings. So for him to come out and blame Donald Trump, who pulled out of the damn uh, Human Rights Council in 2018 for Cuba trying to get back on, it is insane. This guy's lost his shit. He's out of his mind, man. So, yeah, uh, be on the lookout for somebody else taking over for Biden. They've even got uh, some Democrats now are leaking this that that he's off his rocker. That he's yeah, it's just a matter of time. Him. We already talked about it. this. I mean. They know it. And then going back to other stuff that, that Joe Biden has done in the prior administration. The list he, is now 10 uh, allegations. For, ten. Yeah, there was another one that came out. For Obamagate? Uh, no, no, no. The sexual misconduct. Oh, God. Yeah. The, well, yeah, and that's going to happen. People yeah. are going to pile on. Yeah, Obamagate is, that's just now starting to blow up. So we'll touch on Obamagate right now. Maybe get back to the whole Tara Reid thing. So if you haven't been following Obamagate... <laughs> is where the Obama administration set up Michael Flynn to get Michael Flynn out of the incoming administration because Michael Flynn had the know-how and the experience to get wise to the Trump-Russia collusion. Uh, hoax. Hoax, BS. So what did, what did they do in Obamagate? Well, they weaponized U.S. intelligence agencies. And how did they do that? They fraudulently obtained FISA warrants to spy on U.S. citizens. They promoted DNC-founded dossiers, specifically the Steele dossier, which was done by uh, ex-British spy Christopher Steele, um, which was all BS and a bunch of lies that have been proven to be nothing but lies. Even people at the time when they were looking at using this dossier against Trump uh, said that it was not credible. They politicized and leaked intelligence. Uh, spying on political opponents, 39 Obama administration officials made 53 requests to unmask Flynn. So unmasking means that he was spied on. He was in top secret documents and they wanted to release his name. That's unmasking. That's what they do. Uh, so, yeah, 39 Obama admin officials made 53 requests to unmask Flynn, which was to get this out in the open to make him look bad, including Joe Biden. And why do they do it? It was politics, their political opponent. That's the only reason they did it. They had to get something. They didn't think Trump was going to get into the minute. They didn't think he was going to win. He won. Holy shit. What do we do now? We got to go after Flynn. We got to push this. We got to get him out as soon as possible. You know, it revealed that Obama spied by secretly recording Flynn's conversations as well. This is coming out. This is fact. So once again, to label this a conspiracy theory, 
I mean, is it any wonder people now are questioning everything? And I want people to question everything they see. They should. Uh, I think that's the reason why we're doing this as we're doing it, is raise these questions, look into it, figure it out. What do you think, Dees? Oh, absolutely. Which, as much as I hate to do this because I'm so sick of talking about it, but so that didn't work. The, the, the whole rust inclusion thing didn't work. The phone records or whatever, the impeachment, that didn't work. Yeah, Ukraine thing, yeah. So what do we do now? Hey, so we know this guy who's involved in a lab over in China that's got this really bad virus, and Trump dismantled this group that handles pandemics. Oh, no. Yeah. Who's this guy that was involved? He, You said he. there's a guy that's tied to the, the Wuhan yes, laboratory? and he has also been has served under previous presidents like as like, an infectious disease expert like Bush and Clinton and Obama. Yeah. Well, who is this guy? Dees, well, tell us. We want to know. I think everybody wants to know. Dr. Tony Fauci. You, Dr. Tony Fauci was involved. He looks get, too much like a weasel. He, he, you telling me he was involved in, in the Wuhan laboratory and getting that up and going and doing testing there. And yeah. Oh my God. I, this Something has to, at least deep in your soul, scream at you that something's not right about all this. Well, I, here's the thing. I think Fauci, uh, Fauci is definitely not a Trump supporter. Oh, no. Okay. I think Trump got him in there. He thought he was the best at the time. But look, they Trump's doing this right. Okay. Trump knows he can't get rid of Fauci because they're going to explode over this. So I think he's stroking Fauci at this point. I really just think he's stroking him. Yeah, and the the big thing to watch out for is watch these uh, Democratic-controlled states and when they decide to open their economy up. Because when you get right down to it, and you touched on it on your uh, your solo show the other night, the Democrats do not want the economy to open back up until at least the election or after the election because... God forbid that the economy even somewhat recovers before the election and Trump gets credit for it. They want to use this because mark my words, if, if we're still going through this and I think we're going to be because they're going to do everything in their power to make sure that we are, if we're still going through this come election time, that is going to be the drum that they're the democratic party you beats Joe, is that the economy's Joe, in the tank and we can fix it. Absolutely. Joe Biden just drove this home when he, Joe Biden, you know, and this, and they blame Trump for this. Joe Biden, and I'm going to try to quote this. Joe Biden said, we've had 85,000 jobs lost and billions, billions of lives lost. What? Yeah, no, he said that because of this. 85,000 jobs have been lost and then billions of lives have been lost. Okay, well, you need to flip that around, Joe. Um, So, yeah, they're already blaming Trump. They're going to blame this economy because Trump didn't handle it right. They're going to keep the economy in the tank as long as they possibly can because people vote with their pocketbooks. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm I'm really just uh, impressed by a lot of people that I thought, you know, weren't really into politics, weren't into Trump, weren't into whatnot, maybe lean a little bit to the left. They're coming out now and they're putting their support behind the president. They can see, uh, as the old saying, the force through the gump. (laughs) <laughs> the forest of the trees. They can see what's going on here. I've seen a lot of people and known a lot of people. D's, you're one of them um, that really 
may not have been a Trump supporter or maybe voted for Obama, they're starting to flip now. So don't be discouraged by when you see these poll numbers come out. Mark Kay had something about the poll numbers, CNN did. You know, when it comes to leading the economy, Trump tops Biden in a heartbeat. When it comes to being nice and people like you, no, no, Trump doesn't doesn't touch Joe Biden, but that's not why people get elected. And that, that leads me right into the next point I was going to make. I know when I we first started all this, I was talking about how I'm not really conservative or liberal, but it seems like week after week, all we do is sit here and bash the liberals, but that's because they deserve it. But if I could jump on the other side of the fence real quick, Donald Trump just needs to shut the hell up. Take his goddamn Twitter away. He, he brings more heat on himself because of the ignorant egotistical shit that he posts on Twitter and social media. You know, and I I can't, I can't disagree with you. There's times where I think just somebody shut him up, but, but wait, (laughs) <laughs> he hasn't done anything different. The, oh, he was doing this before the election. I, I he has been constantly know. winning by doing this. So yeah, we can you know we can sit over here and be like, oh God, what did he? Why did he say that? But, see, but how can you convince it, him not to do it because stop, it's worked this long? Stop loading the gun for them is the thing. If he just didn't do this, you could say load the gun, but it doesn't matter. You know, here's the th- and I I know what you're saying. But it doesn't matter. Donald Trump could put Twitter down forever. Donald Trump no, he could never. No, 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 no. If he, if <laughs> no, he could. No, I know that. Let's hypothetically say that. If Donald Trump didn't say anything or tweet anything, it wouldn't change what's going on. That's my point to this. It wouldn't change anything. The only outlet this guy has is Twitter. And he tweets stuff that most people think, okay, or along the lines of what most people think, but they just keep their mouth shut about it. That's why he got elected. So, yeah, I don't like some of the things he says, but seems to be working for him. Like the other day when he asked the Asian-American reporter, I don't even remember what her question was, but he just kind of got snarky and said, why don't you ask China? Like of all people for him to say that to, it's she takes off her mask and she's an Asian-American. Like, Well, no, wait a minute. Was this gal, was this the gal that worked for the uh, Chinese news agency? I don't. I, this I, was past. This I was didn't, be- it was literally last week. Just Are happened. You last sure, week. it happened last yeah. week. Okay. Oh yeah, it well, was all I think over. I saw that, but it doesn't TV, matter. But I don't care. You're a reporter. Because she China. was like, "Well, why did you specifically say that to me?" And Trump. That was when Trump got pissed and walked off. But that was like, <laughs> I think just that looks bad that he said that. No, that specifically to that person. Go, now wait. Go look this up. You got to look her, at the one before that. Her question had nothing to do with China. That's the thing. Nothing. To, it was. It was a snarky question. Yeah, though, but it, it had nothing to do with China. Now, if you go back and look at the first interaction with this reporter, Trump questions her about, do you work for China? And it's like, oh boy. And then she goes, no, I work for this news agency. And he says, yeah, China owns them. And it turns out she works for a Chinese-owned news agency. She's Chinese. She's China Chinese. And she works for a Chinese-owned news agency. I don't think it's the same person. All right, well, we'll do some... I mean, if you look at her, you can definitely tell that she's Asian. Yeah. But she's not like... You're not going to see somebody like her working at Hot Walk. Wow, is that racist? They all look the same to me. <laughs> well, that's going to get some hits. The it views was a expressed joke. by the joke. Aldonzo and D show are not shared by everyone. <laughs> oh, Jesus, lighten up. It was a joke. Somebody's going to get offended. Oh, you can't believe you said that. I don't care. It's just a joke. God dag nabbit. Okay, so what we did was... We shut it down for a second and we reviewed this video. So he, I had him show me what was going on. So I do remember watching that. I didn't think anything about uh, somebody being 
Chinese or not with that. Uh, what I was talking about was earlier, this was probably three weeks ago, Trump got into a heated exchange with uh, a gal from China who was a reporter, and she asked a snarky question, and he called her out for working for the Chinese government, which turns out she did work for a uh, state-owned news agency, so he was actually right about that. So what Deez was talking about well, she asked why it's a comp- pretty much a competition for the coronavirus testing when 80,000 lives have been lost. Kind of snarky. Well, let me tell you something. First thing is, and check this out, when they're initially saying 2.2 million people and we've lost 80,000 and we are getting the testing out, now, not everywhere, but a lot of places, that actually doesn't look bad. I mean, people are going to lose their lives. And I think we have been doing a really good job as of the as the United States with minimizing that. And like we talked about earlier, going way above and beyond in some areas with this. So his remark to her when she asked about that was go ask China. Look, he hates China just as much as anybody else does, the Chinese government. They did this. They shoved this up our butts. They're keeping their testing back. They're spying on our testing. So, yeah, I think America is... Uh, in a competition with China for testing and getting this turned around. So, but I understand what he meant about it just look bad. Well, it looks. But Donald Trump says a lot of things and does a lot of things that look bad. But what are you going to do? Hold on, I don't hate China. They got really good food. Going to make mm. some today. In fact, you know, I should go to the Grand Cafe. Virus free. If you, I hope the Grand Cafe is still open. Great Chinese food. The best Chinese food. If you're watching this, you're in the area. Hasn't been the same though since they moved. Oh, I think it has been. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. I mean, we, we went up there, and they even delivered out to Uton. Really? Yeah, I met them at the Uton Grain Elevator. Wow. We have an elevator, grain elevator, right down the road. And, and yeah, they delivered it out there, ran out there in a car, and, yeah, it was cool. Impressive. So, anyway, Dees, what did you have to go to? Well, I just I wanted to touch a little bit more on something else that you covered on your uh, solo show the other day, and that is this uh, new, the Heroes Act, it's called, which is a heartwarming name but it's really full of a lot of bullshit. Yeah, and they 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 passed it. Well, the the Senate passed it. Or was it the House? It was house. the House. The House passed the house. it. Yeah, the there's house no way in hell the Senate's going to pass this. At least I no, would there's hope not. No, there's not enough Republicans. They're, they better not. Yeah, because like I said, it's got a great name, the Heroes Act, but it doesn't really... Uh, it just makes me sick the stuff that they packed into this bill. Obviously, I hope th- Nancy I, Pelosi is behind it. I hope they fit abortion funding in there and plan. Oh, I'm sure funding. they did. Um, but just a Jesus. few things. I don't recall if you touched on all these that I'm going to talk about or not. But buried deep inside the, the bill is a measure that would reinstate the so-called SALT itemized deduction for 2020 and 2021. Oh, uh, yeah, that 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 doesn't just benefit middle-class people, does yeah, it? Yeah, it doesn't benefit middle-class people at all. Uh, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, which went into effect in 2018, limited the amount of state and local tax deductions filers could claim on their tax, reser- tax returns to $10,000. The move would mostly benefit residents in high-tax states like California, New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, all of which are Democrat strongholds. Huh. And basically, to to break it down to the simplest terms, it is a massive tax break for the massively rich. Well, isn't that corporate corporate welfare what they're doing? Oh, wait a minute, it's Democrats. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. They can do that. They can. Yeah. Yeah. It's just idiots. Absolutely nuts. The other thing is, and I don't think you talked about this at all that they're trying to cram into this bill, is the mail in voting. 
oh yeah, I didn't touch on that. Yeah, they want to do the. I can't. You only got so much time. Right. But yeah. This is. I should have gotten this one in there. Yeah. Mail in voting when there's already been countless times that evidence has been uncovered that the Democratic side has had voter fraud. You know, I touched. I did touch on this on one of my podcasts. But here's the deal. Boils down to this. Take your ID to go and vote. If you can't obtain an ID to go and vote, vote. I don't want you voting. No, If you can't figure that out, if you're of age to vote and you can't scrape together, what is it, 10 bucks in Illinois for an Illinois state ID to go and vote, don't vote. Stay home, play video games, do whatever you do. Uh, I don't care. Don't go and vote. Undocumented immigrants should have no say here. They're going to make, if you don't think it's going to happen, you're out of your mind. They're going to pull out all the stops they already have. If they can find a way to get illegal immigrants to vote for them, they'll do it. And if you look at all the illegal immigration stuff that they're pushing through and rights for illegal immigrants and they, well, AOC and other liberals wanted to get uh, stimulus checks to illegal immigrants. They're going to get them to vote for my guarantee. Yeah. And that was the other thing I was going to talk about is that they're trying to give the the $1,200 to the illegal immigrants. And I'm sorry, you can call me whatever you want, but no, if you are an illegal immigrant, undocumented American, or I don't care where you're from, Mexico, Spain, Canada, whatever. If you are not a U.S. citizen, you should not get hard earned tax money. We should not go further in debt as a country to support people that aren't supposed to be here. Surely you can't be serious. Definitely. And don't call me Shirley. I was waiting for it. And and back to the mail-in voting, $3.6 billion in that $3 trillion bill, which $3.6 billion is peanuts when you consider the grand scope of $3 trillion. But still, that's the amount of money that's in the budget in this bill just for the mail-in voting. Look, if, if if your sorry ass can go to Walmart and mingle with all the people at Walmart or anywhere else, you can go to the ballot box and present an ID. Yeah. And, and they, you got no argument to this mail-in voting. It's there not- already is, uh, like, you know, the, the military and everything they send in and people that are overseas mail-in votes. And over the last four election cycles, 28 million ballots have reportedly gone missing. What the hell do you think is going to happen if they expand it even further? 28 million can make or break. No, absolutely. And I bet the ones that are lost are the ones that are red. Well, why would they lose the blue ones? Right. So, yeah, this bill is absolutely ridiculous. And uh, Mitch McConnell, who looks like the turtle in the Looney Tunes cartoon, or, yeah, Looney Tunes commercials, or commercials, cartoons. um, He said there's there's no way it's going to pass, and it shouldn't. I mean, I'm not opposed to giving people another round of stimulus. Um, yeah, I, again, I'd, you know what? I just, I'd rather see people go back to work. I would too, but <laughs> in, <laughs> until we can do that, I mean, it, the democratic state's got to open up and businesses got to open before you can do that. I, I tend to disagree with you on the fact you were saying how, if you keep giving them free money, they're not going to want to go back to work. Well, those people aren't there. They never work to begin with. Um, Oh no, no. I know people that have done this. Yeah. I, and, th- and it, that's going to happen no matter what. But it's going to be even more. It's going to be more difficult now. They're going to milk it. Look, if you can make a thousand dollars a week on unemployment, you're making more than you made while you were working. They, most people are going to try to stay on unemployment. I don't think they'll ever go to a thousand dollars a week, though. They're already there. They're giving them D's. They're giving them the federal government is giving anybody on state unemployment. So let's say you're on unemployment, you get three hundred fifty bucks a week. Okay. Uh-huh. 
they're going to give you $600 a week on top of that. Well, I'm going to go file for unemployment tomorrow. Yeah, see, there was some clarification there. Now, D wants, D's wants to go on unemployment. No, I mean, I, that, I wouldn't. That was a big I get thing. too bored. Um, but anyway, like I said, I, I'm not a 100% week. opposed. And, and I'm not, I guess I don't really support that aspect of the plan. But if they want to throw people another 1200 bucks or whatever, okay. But again, you better be an American citizen. Uh, absolutely. Know, that, that, that's just, that's got to be the thing. That, you know, if, if I was in a Tijuana shithole right now and I couldn't afford to eat or I lived in that oppressive place and I heard that, I'd be coming across that border quicker than you can snap your fingers, dude. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that bill. Um, I think it's going to be a, a starting point. I, I think there will will be another stimulus package. Um, I just don't think it's going to have all the poison well, the, pills. <clears throat> they'll negotiate it down. I mean, they've already talked about, both sides have talked about doing another stimulus. So it's going to be this thing to where they're going to negotiate and drag their feet for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. And then they're finally going to get something in there that they want. And then the other side is going to get something they didn't want taken out. And it's going to hit. Right. I mean, it's it's going to happen. Just don't know when. All right. Well, Let's uh, let's transition a little bit to the the not so political side. One last story on coronavirus, though, and this not only is coronavirus, but is also in the news of the weird. And the 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 headline's a little misleading if you read the article, but it's still not any less funny. The headline is coronavirus could be spreading through farts, says a doctor. So if you're going to. Dutch oven, your old lady, give her a mask is what you're saying. Right. An Australian doctor said that farting could spread coronavirus, especially if it comes from a patient who has been tested positive of the pandemic. Well, that's kind of a dumb sentence right there. Where the hell else are you going to get it spread from? If they're not positive or if they don't have it, I wouldn't think they could spread it through their farts. How would you like to be the uh, the laboratory technicians that helped? Work right. <laughs> okay. How do you know? So you hey, get... mate, come here. We got a test for you. Oi, eat these beans <laughs> and fart in this, this meter. It's going to take a lot of Fosters to get me to read <laughs> that test. Oh, have you ever drank a lot of Fosters? I've never. No, it's he disgusting. Will, he will shit like a goose if you're not used to it. Yeah. So it goes on to say that, that the chances of catching it through farting is tiny and it's of course mainly transmitted between people through droplets spread from coughing touching shaking hands sneezing all that stuff um and then once you read a little more it actually uh, the virus is detected in feces which is where they they got the basis of this study i guess you would call it uh so when you fart everybody knows that you expel feces particles and the virus can be in that uh, but basically what it says is that the only way that it's really possible, you would have to be walking around with no pants and have somebody's face, you know, within six feet, I guess, of your butt and, and taking a nice deep breath after you fart. So uh, a little misleading on the why, headline. Why would they even report? I mean, I yeah, don't duh, know. Okay. Well, I'll tell you why. MSN. That's on MS. That's on PMSNBC. No, no, MSN. What that's, which is yeah, 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 which again, it's there. It's still tied into that. But the headline is coronavirus could be spread through farts. You know how many people read a headline and then just take that and run without actually reading the article? Because I had to read the entire thing to get to the part where it says that if you have pants on, you're probably going to be okay. Well, you know, there was a lot of people. Sp- 
coughing on produce and coughing on people. Now you're going to see people in the stores crop dusting everybody. Right. Oh, and God. if I were in a store and I saw somebody do that, I'm catching a case because I'm just laying them out. Yeah, it's not the it's it's not the coughing or the farting that's going to get you uh, the coronavirus. It's the close physical contact you're going to have with them while you're beating their ass. Yeah. And then uh, we got a couple other weird stories uh, before we wrap it up. Um, a man from Kansas who wanted a sword fight with his ex-wife has been deemed not crazy. We ain't in Kansas anymore. <laughs> right. So a, uh, a court-ordered psychological evaluation determined that David Ostrom is not insane, but merely angry over their child custody arrangement. I don't know. When I get mad, I always want to have a sword fight. Don't you? Uh, not with you. So he's <laughs> right. Take the test. Take oh. in, Inside joke. Yeah. Uh, Kansas man who sought legal that. permission in Iowa to engage. So he sought legal permission in Iowa to engage in a sword fight with his ex-wife. And he's not insane, but merely angry. According to a psychological. Was this evaluation. like challenging somebody to a duel? I guess, uh, he asked in a January 3rd court filing to be allowed to fight his former wife, Bridget Ostrom of Harlan, Iowa, and her attorney so that he can rend their souls from their bodies. And, and he was deemed not insane? Yeah, yeah. They, they've been embroiled in disputes over custody and visitation issues and property tax payments. Maybe this guy's a joker, because wouldn't that be funny if you're like at a court hearing and the guy's like, I'll settle this sword fight right now. You and your lawyer and me, we both pick up some swords and we go after it. How about that? Maybe he was being a smart ass. Well, an Iowa judge responded by temporarily suspending his child visitation and ordering the evaluation. Uh, it found he is not troubled, but has adjustment disorder with mixed emotional features. It essentially says I'm not crazy and I don't like being denied access to my children is what he had to say. Uh, he asked the court to order... Uh, psychological evaluations of his ex-wife and her attorney, according to the motion that was filed Friday. Uh, Ostrom, representing himself in court, also filed a second motion Friday asking parenting time with his children being reimbursed for money, legal fees, and for the uh, psyche eval. So apparently you don't have to be crazy to want a sword fight, just a, a little pissed off. Well, there's there's one last thing I want to touch on. And this is another bit of a PSA before we close it out. The the Ahmed Arbery, I think it's Ahmed Arbery. Oh, I did want to talk about that. I completely forgot. So we're going to close out. I guess we'll just go ahead and close out with that. Okay, here's the deal. Nobody really knows right now what happened. You, Anytime anything happens where a black man is murdered by a, by white people or a white person, the first thing that's going to jump up is everybody's going to accuse the white people instantly being guilty of murder. You can't do that. Okay. They're going to chop up video and send it out. Look what happened with the, uh, that Sanderson kid in Washington. Yeah. Okay. Where it was, he was provoking. It turns out it wasn't true. So don't jump to conclusions just yet. There's more video and more evidence coming out that's saying that, there's a possibility that he was breaking into houses in that area. Well, they got him on video going through that, that house. There's they like got him on video walking into the instances. Yeah. Exactly. So don't just dump, jump to a conclusion. Now, these guys did look like yokels, but one turns out he was an ex-cop. So 
if you look at the video that was initially released, the kid runs up to the truck, darts around, and goes after the guy with the gun. So he does go to the... Now, I, I'm not going to make any assumptions and say, well, yeah, if you had a gun pointed at you, I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is it's a little too early right now for people to want to, you know, lynch these guys. They, we don't know. We got to hang back. But I'll tell you what, the liberal media will take it whether it's true or not and run with it and especially blow it up because it's an election year. They will somehow tie this to Donald Trump. Now, what you may not have seen in the news, I tried pulling it up, but there was an elderly white couple uh, killed in a veteran's cemetery. And I, this just happened yesterday, gunned down by a black man. They were white, he was black. He walked into the cemetery while they were in there. This is what we know now. Uh, they were visiting their son's grave, who died in 2017, and he shot them both, killed them. Wow. So when you see that, you see elderly couple killed in cemetery. You don't see black man kills white couple in, separate, in cemetery. Yeah, because no, nobody's going to click on that article. No, nobody cares about yeah. that. But when they can blow something up like uh, the Amud Avery Arbery case, they're going to do it. Now, yeah. like I said, I'm not saying I'm not saying that that who was right and who was wrong here. But I'm just saying we don't know. So don't drink the Kool Aid and just automatically believe anything that's fed to you because that instance of couple killed in cemetery and then black man killed by two white guys is a perfect example of how they process things to get it out there and make a deal out of it. Yeah. That's all, all I'm, I'm really going to say to finish up was I don't necessarily think the guy deserved to die. Um, I don't think he did either. I but wasn't there. So I don't know what happened in that altercation, but the bottom line is, is when this thing first broke, everybody was like, Oh, he was a jogger that was just killed by two racist white good old boys. And we now know that that's that in the case, the dude wasn't jogging. There's a nine one one call tied to the video of him rummaging through this house under construction. So it's something that got blown out of proportion and a man lost his life. But this narrative that he was just jogging down the street. No, that's, that's utter bullshit. I'll tell you how this, how this can, this could potentially pan out. I'm not saying this is what happened. This could potentially pan out. If you're in a neighborhood and you're having break-ins and you see somebody go into somebody else's property, you call the police and then you go down the road to head them off and you have a gun. At that point, I believe in that state, it was Georgia, right? Yes. It was Georgia. I think it was Georgia. They were within their legal rights to do that. So if they hold somebody at gunpoint and try to make a citizen's arrest, and that somebody runs up and comes up to grab their gun, oh yeah, if they said, freeze, we're holding you until the cops get here, and he ran up to grab the gun, which nobody knows yet, and that may be a possibility what happened. There, look, if I hold somebody at gunpoint, which I'd probably just call the cops, but if I held somebody at gunpoint to catch them, and they ran after me, well, I'd I'm shoot pulling them. the trigger. Yeah, absolutely. Look, there's, you got to remember, we don't know the details yet. Don't jump to conclusions. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't believe just what anybody's going to tell you because they're already blowing that way out of the water. Right. All right. Well, uh, we are already well over what we usually shoot for, but I just want to touch on a couple things. Um, so sports fans, we have NASCAR. Yay. <laughs> they are uh, returning today in Darlington, running a race. I was What's wrong no with fans. NASCAR? Uh, what? I could go a whole show on that. On NASCAR because you love it so much. Yeah. If Ayler could, I like hear the. You now. I know. Sorry, Steve. I love you, brother, but I just I can't. I can watch a little bit of it. I, I like the super speedway tracks, just because they go faster and the wrecks are more spectacular. But I just I don't get it. I'm sorry. 
Uh, baseball, they're working hard trying to, but I think that's going to create a big stink because now some of the guys uh, are, are not happy with the, the way that they're going to set up payment structure and everything. That's probably, uh, I would say, in the next week or so, we'll learn more about that. Uh, one last note on sports. The Last Dance, which is the Chicago Bulls uh, slash, I guess it's more of a Michael Jordan documentary. This could be a big thing, I think. Yeah, well, it, like I said, it's been on now for four weeks already. They do two one-hour episodes every week. Tonight's the last two episodes. Um, basically, if you don't know anything about it, which you probably have to be living under a rock or somebody like Donzo who doesn't follow sports. Um, yeah, because I have a life. <laughs> I have a life too, but I still follow sports. There's no. I just said that for D. I'm not sports to follow I'm not right saying. Now. I'm just saying that to D. Hart. Don't. Oh, dude, you saying I ain't got a life? I'm not doing that. I'm and, just poking, anyway, it documented the the, uh, the last season of that famed Chicago Bulls team, and then the other half of it basically goes through Michael Jordan's career. And tonight's the last two episodes. If you can watch that, and there's been memes all over. If you could watch that and not be convinced that Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player ever. You have some serious issues because LeBron who is all I'm going to say. Anyway, watch that tonight. Uh, I'd like to get into it more in depth when we have more time, but unfortunately politics and Corona doesn't allow us to dive into other issues just yet, but we will. So that's all I got for this week. All right. Well, it looks like, uh, Hey, Aldonzo and D's are going to be out of here. And just remember, wherever you go, there you are. Oh, I, oh what? I'm what you, sorry. One more thing. God, I, that was a good I, closer, too. It was. It was. Son of a. Got to do a plug. Um, Facebook. Find us on Facebook. Just get on there and send us a comment that you listened. I'd like to see a little more activity on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash Aldonzo D's. Also, our email, aldonzod's at gmail.com. Like, share, subscribe. Don't forget, we're available on Spotify, iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, everywhere you find your favorite podcasts, as well as uh, we've got some stuff on YouTube under the Eldonzo channel as well. Now you can go. And just remember one thing. Eldonzo is being censored by Facebook, so there will be some page changes coming up uh, to my page and likely the Eldonzo and Dee's page too, so we can get it a little bit more streamlined here. So... Like I was saying, wherever you go, there you are. And we're out of here for the day. We'll catch you guys next week. And I'll probably drop a solo one here and there throughout the uh, throughout the work week. So we'll catch you guys. See Adios. Ya. Bye.